Welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is Adam. And this is Doug. And we're the podcast that basically takes you around for different theme parks, places, restaurant reviews, and all kinds of stuff. And this week, we take you down to Florida, and we're visiting Walt Disney World, and more specifically, the Animal Kingdom theme park. All right, Doug, well, why don't you tell anybody out there listening what if they've never been to walt disney world what makes animal kingdom different than any other disney park oh let's see here it's uh, more like an elaborate zoo which the others are not it's a lot more themed i think as far as detailed uh, it's one of the it is the i believe the newest park so uh uh i guess that makes it you know makes it new and keeps it uh, probably makes it a lot better shape than some of the other parks on a regular basis, um, uh, it's actually though centered more around uh, cultural things, where some of the other parks have they're pretty much based on things you would see. Uh, I don't know in a median sense around the world, where this is based more like things that you would see if you were in Africa or in that continent. Okay, well I've been to Magic Kingdom and all, some of the other busier in term Disney parks. Uh, what what's the crowd? Like in in Animal Kingdom. Okay, what I noticed is most of the time it's uh, it's uh, a little slower, uh, a little bit uh, less less crowds, slower pace, and uh, that makes it nice on the adults. That can make it kind of rough on the kids. So um, I would say plan if you think you have kids that can uh, maybe get bored, maybe get on your nerves with that kind of stuff. Um, then you can also plan on spending a half a day. Maybe in this park, and then spending half a day in uh, in uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, or maybe even one of the other parks. I chose that one because it's one of the also the uh, lesser busy parks during most of the day. So, yeah, you can do that one. You could hop over to Epcot. You can hop over to Magic Kingdom. Whatever suits you, or you can stay in this park. Uh, I just you know I'm trying to kind of make everybody aware that uh, that this one this one there are a lot of things to do, but. Uh, Sometimes those things can maybe not be as exciting as some of the thrill areas that you'll find in the other parks. Now, I remember I, last time I was at Disney was in 2001, and that was basically like three three years after Animal Kingdom ha- had opened. So I remember going, and it wasn't very busy. But now that you know, it's a I think it's because it's a new Disney park, and they're trying to get it going. You know, they they started out with a basic like rides and basic things. You know, Expedition Everest. Is probably one of their. That's their newest. It's it's like the ride that's going to get more kids to go right. to that park, and, and yeah. they're starting to build. And I think eventually. And right, and dinosaur. Those are the, yeah, the two thrill main thrill rides I would say right now, and it looks like they're probably leaning more in that direction. Hopefully not too much. I like the more themed things that aren't so set up on just thrills. You know, kind of. I always you know tell my son kind of splat you against the wall thrill rides, but. Uh, uh, you know, Disney doesn't ever lean completely in that direction. But in terms of Animal Kingdom, this is a perfect park for someone. You know, you got an, you got Expedition Everest and Dinosaur, the only two big rides, and the rest are like yeah, and very you, low key rides. Right? Yeah, for, like you, you have a, a, a water ride. Um, I think it's called Kaliki. I could be wrong on that, but uh, uh, and then you have uh, you, you like the Animal Safari, Kilimanjaro Animal Safari. And then, you can, you know, when you're over in Dino Land, which is close to, um, uh, well, which is where Dinosaur is actually uh, at, 
there's some rides there, but they would probably be considered by kids, let's say kids 13 and up, as uh, kiddie rides, maybe. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, that's going to depend on each child. All right, Doug, what is good to bring to Animal Kingdom in terms of stuff? Okay, lots of cash. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, because, you know, Uncle Walt loves cash. Uh, next, let's uh, let's see. Uh, you know, especially, let me say this in this park, bring a camera. Bring a great camera if you have a great camera. Bring it, or any kind of camera will do. This is a great park for uh, getting photos, whether it be of your kids, whether it be of the sites that you see around you. There's a lot of stuff to video, to take uh, still frame pictures with. What happens uh, if you forget your camera then? Uh, oh, okay, great. Yeah, great question. Um, they have something there called PhotoPass. It's in each one of the uh, Disney parks. And how that works is when you come to the front gate, you will see a PhotoPass booth. You can get a card from there, uh, or you can get a card from what I'm about to say, a PhotoPass photographer that you will see throughout the park. There are many of them throughout the park. What they do is they wait on you to show up. You go up to them. You say, we'd like a picture taken, taken of our group. And then what they'll do is usually they're set up in a place where they'll have a place where basically they'll make the background such as let's say it's a tree of life or it will be Expedition Everest. They'll make some, make sure that something like that is in the background behind you and uh, they'll take the photo and then what will happen is they scan your card and then that picture or those pictures will go on to um, a server, a Disney server basically, a computer server and when you get back to your hotel room or anywhere where you have internet access you can go to DisneyPhotoPass.com and you put in the numbers, the information off of the card that you're given and you'll be able to view your pictures and decide which ones you would like to buy, which ones you would like to shy away from and uh... How much does that cost like yeah. in a general... Let's say probably twelve to fifteen dollars for an eight by ten, and uh, and then you know it depends on how many pictures you want to purchase. Uh, some people do it. Also, they'll purchase instead of just plain pictures, they'll purchase a, uh, a photo CD, and then that will be sent to you. Okay, and from the pictures that I saw of your family, they're basically just shots of you. So if you if you forget your camera, then you can't get like a like right. a nature shot or something right, without yes. you in the picture, so, right? Yeah, and especially in this park, you're going to miss. They're going to miss so many other things if you don't have a camera with you. And it's great, you know, of course, to have pictures of the family and everything in groups. But there, you're going to see th things at every turn that you're going to wish you had a camera to take a photo of. Okay, other things that you should bring. Uh, strollers, are those provided? How much are they? Yeah, strollers, like actually, um, uh, they do rent strollers. I believe it's about $25 a day to rent one. Um, you can get tandem strollers, which is what we did. We, have a, we had a couple of younger kids with us. Uh, I think they were probably uh, uh, seven, eight, nine years old. And uh, those two uh, sat in the stroller together. And it was actually a blessing on us. Um, because when the end of the day came, the kids were not tired from being on their feet. Now, you know how, I mean, a lot of adults, of course, we all get tired on our feet, and some of the older kids do, but we're able to cope with that a little better, where the younger kids become extremely fussy. Everybody's done it. We've all been in parks. We've gone through it. Um, don't put yourself through that. Get a stroller. Toss them in there, um, and they'll have a great time. Actually, it was, it was great for us. At the end of the day, the kids uh, were in a great mood. So, yeah, save yourself the hassle and just get one. 
How about backpacks? Can you bring those in the park? Yeah. And, um, and your backpack will be searched when you go through the front gate. All bags and backpacks, things like that are searched. It's not a big deal. It doesn't take a lot of time. Just a couple minutes out of your day. They'll search it and you head on through. Backpack is great because, you know, as always, you can carry a lot of items in there uh, that you don't have to hold in your hands. You can carry extra water. Uh, in case you you know don't want to pay the 350 a bottle when you go into the park, it'll be there, uh, and then any other items that you might need. Okay, what's transportation like as far as to and from Animal Kingdom in Disney? Okay, it would be the standard Disney cattle herding format where they they have a bunch of cowboys or well it would be somebody basically from the african tundra who will take out a whip and uh get behind the entire crowd and snap the whip and, and push you all into uh, a corral and then you're good to go and that becomes animal kingdom yeah right? yes yeah. it is yeah and they push you out into the middle of the safari you're a part of the safari <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so uh anyway just anyway. watch out where you step yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, especially when you get on the bus. You might see, well, let's not go there. Anyway, because that has nothing to do with poor animals. Um, but, but the monorail doesn't go to Animal yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, it does not. The only way, ways to get to uh, Animal Kingdom Park would be to drive yourself, which would cost you $11 uh, per vehicle to park into the parks. And uh, once you've paid that cost there at that park or whatever park, it will cover you through all the parks. So if you should leave this park and head to another one during the day, you're covered as far as cost to get into the next park. Um, you can also take uh, uh, one of the Disney shuttles, which is a bus that meets at each one of the parks, meets at Disney, downtown Disney and at all the resorts. And sometimes you'll see them even, uh, I believe, uh, meet at some of the uh, out, out off the property out of the bubble hotels. Okay, so earlier we spoke a little bit about you know what what rides were at animal kingdom but more specifically this podcast we're covering the dinosaur ride and we're actually later on here we're going to give an audio ride through of the dinosaur ride so doug you wrote it how was it uh would you recommend it for certain ages and okay yeah i you know and as i just said a lot of kids are different they're all set up a little differently as to what they can handle um this is i really don't think this is a uh, a ride that's meant for kids that are 10 and under. Now they do have a height requirement that I think is around 40 inches on this ride, but a lot of kids can easily meet that and maybe still be very young and maybe just not set up to uh, to handle this ride. It's extremely fast paced, it's dark, it's, it's very, very, very loud. Um, we've actually compressed some of the audio from the ride to uh, to keep some of that noise back, but you'll still hear distortions and everything in the mics, and the mics that I'm wearing handle a lot. So with that, you know, with them still distorting, that can kind of give you an idea as to how loud it was. Now, when we went on the ride, we actually uh, had a couple of uh, younger girls who do well on a lot of other rides who went on this ride with us. If you listen closely in the end of the audio, you will hear them. They were not pleased uh, with the ride itself. They, they became frightened. Um, funny story, too, with that. After we had gone on the ride uh, with the kids, uh, then my wife and my sister-in-law went on it. And they pretty much proceeded to bury their faces into each other during the entire ride. Um, if I could show you the picture that, that was taken of most of us when we went on it, um, it looked like a, a car full of, uh, of frightened, frightened people, kids with their faces buried, uh, adults who actually, you know, I, I got to say, you know, my mother-in-law looked as though she looked like uh, 
uh, something out of the movie The Birds. She looked as though something was about to fly down and bite her head off. And so, and, and it didn't look like she was just having fun at that point. It actually looked like uh, she was, she was yeah, somewhat frightened of what was going on. So just be prepared for that. And I find that as a gauge also because I know your wife likes to watch all those slasher movies. Yeah, and yeah. She's yeah, she's a slasher, slasher and, queen, and, and she was she, she was, was shaking. This, yeah. yeah, she was shaking when she came off this ride. So, yeah, I, you know, and I always, I'm even worried about that with myself. There are some rides that I don't care to go on, uh, just because I don't want to ruin the rest of my day at the park. And you know, you're kind of there to enjoy things, and so you know, I don't want that to happen to anyone else. So I'm trying to kind of give you a heads up here as to what what to be aware of. All right, so we'll play the audio for the dinosaur ride here for you, so at least it gives you a taste of what, what's going on, and uh, we'll come back later after it's over and talk a little bit more. Hey, have fun. Hello there. Welcome to our little trans-dimensional joyride, folks. I'm Dr. Secret, your friendly controller, and a heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you and how you can help me make history today with the Time Rover. It's like this. If I can bring you back from the Cretaceous period, it stands to reason that I can bring back a live dinosaur with you. And not just any dinosaur. Take a look at this guy. He's an iguanodon, and I'm certain that he is the key to understanding these magnificent creatures. I tagged him with a locator during an unauthorized field trip. Otherwise, I'd be traveling with you. Right now, our dino should be about here, at the very end of the Cretaceous period. That's where you're going today. I arrived, it seems, just in time to correct a little misstatement. Dr. Marsh. That is impossibly close to the giant asteroid impact that destroyed most life forms on Earth. Our tours are designed to take you to the early Cretaceous period. And I can assure you that all time rovers have been securely locked on those coordinates. That's right. See? Securely locked. Access denied. <laughs> Continue. Of course. We were just talking about seatbelts. Plug them in. Use them. It can get kind of choppy out there, so keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Flash photography? I wouldn't. It alters the homing signal, and that's not good. Oh, and one more thing. Those locked coordinates? We're in. Now, here's the drill. You follow the homing signal to the iguanodon, then I'll enlarge the transport field, and boom! You're back with one additional passenger extra large. And don't worry about that asteroid. You'll be in and out of there before it even breaks the atmosphere. Trust me, what could go wrong? Hey, it's me again. Remember, only you guys are going on this special mission, so don't tell anyone, okay? Time travelers, place all loose items in the pouch in front of you, fasten your seatbelt, and remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the time rover. And please watch children. Atención, guarden todos los artículos sueltos. Abróchense los cinturones y permanezcan sentados con las manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del vehículo. Vigilen a sus niños. T-minus 10 seconds at counting. This is Seeker, 
Listen up. We've got to get in, grab the Iguanodon, and get out before that asteroid hits. Let's roll! This one's a vegetarian. Hope you enjoyed that audio ride through. We've tried to basically every show we're gonna try to do that to give you a feel for what's going on. But uh, as far as these amazing places is concerned, you know we're trying to go all over the place. Disney is just a it's a great place to be at. They put a lot of money into it, and obviously everyone knows about it. So it's great place, uh, great place to start. And uh, but actually, what we really want to try to do also is um, we want to try to come to where you're at and. Uh, I guess the way I, I've thought about it is, you know, a lot of people can, they can go to a place and uh, and vacation there, and they end up eating at, you know, let's say eating or staying at uh, um, the chain places, the places that everybody knows, you know, and we actually would like to make you a, like a local when you come to an area, 
including ourselves. So when you go to an area, you know about the out-of-the-way restaurant that's great, that only most locals know about. You can go there and eat. Uh, you know about the bed and breakfast that most people don't know about. Uh, you know, so you don't end up at the Ramada or and something. And it's cheaper a lot of times, right. too. Right. It saves you Better money. service, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of that hometown feel. And uh, a lot of times, too, you know, you find a lot of uh, people within those places that can tell you more things about the area and how to enjoy your time there while you're there. So if you have any suggestions for things that you want us to go check out or you even have, like, you're a local at a place where the, we've done a podcast yeah. and you want us to cover it, just email us. It's podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Yeah, if you have some place in your area that you're proud of and you want us to know about and you'd like for us to come and, uh, and maybe do some uh, audio pictures, video of, let us know and uh, we'd be more than happy to come. And then, of course, I mean, you can always send us emails about comments of past podcasts and yeah, stuff. We, yeah, like we really ride through, ride through. Definitely going to rely yeah, on your feedback. Definitely rely on your feedback. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, we're we're going to do future podcasts. will consist of a couple more different things in Disney uh, around the different parks. And uh, I don't know, we're, we're kind of going to do everything we can get to as far as we uh, obviously we live in the united states so we'll we'll go around there and get things and maybe even outside the united states eventually yeah and hopefully we, we can bring some stuff that uh maybe it might, it might be familiar to you which will give you a chuckle and at the same time maybe won't be familiar to you and it'll give you an idea of something to go do with the kids that might be close to you that you didn't really think about that might be far away that's uh maybe within your budget and and you'll be able to do it so, hey, thanks. All right, thanks. See you next week. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me a good time. Show me some fun. Show me a podcast right on. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.